For over two decades, Elaine Bobian uh, was an in-demand corporate trainer conducting management training seminars worldwide for some of the biggest corporations uh, in the country. Uh, she was a tenured college professor who taught management, economics, and marketing. But when she turned 50, like so many of us did, she took a step back, she reevaluated, and then she totally reinvented herself in a big way, assuming a pen name and starting a new career as an author of a series of romance novels. Elaine, also known as E.K. Barber, joins us now from her home in Wisconsin. Hi, Elaine. Hi there. How are you doing? Hello, Elaine. Hi, Dot. I've been enjoying your story. <laughs> You're amazing. I like the idea of perseverance because, you know, I, I, it's been a long time since I faced this kind of rejection. In my, in my first career, I was pretty much clipping right along took a step back, as Mark said, and uh, went right into the whole concept of publications. And I think you have to thrive on rejection, and, and that persistence is so important in order to reach the success in just about anything you do. But don't you think a lot of people, if they are not successful right away in something, they give up? Oh, yeah. I remember my granny used to say, you know, you don't drown by falling in the water. You drown by staying there. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? You know, there, there are so many great sayings that we, that we can hook on to. Elaine, I have found with many people that I talk to, the more you have, the harder it is to, to give it up. You were successful, which is why I'm really interested in, in your particular situation. A good job that really doesn't satisfy you personally, at a deep level, can be one of the hardest traps to get out of. Oh, absolutely. How do you turn your back on something that pays you well and that, that you do well to, to, uh, to pursue something that you may or may not be good at? Well, you really write, you really write your own script on that one. Um, I didn't completely turn my back. Like, like many of us boomers, uh, I want my cake and eat it too, but it, it has to be sequential. It's not at the same time. So you need to be creative. Um, I love my job. I worked for 30 years developing my craft, and I, I loved what I was doing, but I didn't want to do it every day. It was nothing, something that I didn't want to do every day of my life. So I went and renegotiated my contract. So I teach a little bit in the fall. I take only the corporate clients that I find interesting, and I took a step back. You know, when you're standing at the edge of a cliff, a step forward is not progress. <laughs> you really need to take a step back, take a look at the picture, retreat, and maybe revisit some um, unrealized dreams. If you have 100 years in you, and I think there's no reason we shouldn't live a century, that's only 36,000 days. It isn't that long of a lifespan. So at the age of 50, I really did. It was the turn of the millennium. Uh, I was giving it some thought. It wasn't that I didn't like my job, even love my job, but there was other things that I wanted to do. Um, and this other opportunity opened up for me, and that's why I took the step into it completely. Well, some people say I just jumped the track. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm doing, I'm, I'm teaching business, I'm teaching marketing, but I didn't really, Mark. This is one of the things that after 50, this is the big advantage. I took a lifetime of knowledge and applied it in a little bit different way. So I'm taking bits and pieces and parts of what I took a lifetime to build and applying it to something new. As a matter of fact, e Elaine Bobian, corporate trainer and consultant, is always giving advice to E.K. Barber, the writer of romantic <laughs> fiction. I mean, all she wants to do is write, and uh, Elaine Bobian wants her to write press releases. So. <laughs> that is the beauty, Dot, of, of, yeah. of reaching a certain age and having this wealth of experience that, that, that we can and should rely upon and let it guide us as, as we take these steps toward a, uh, something new. Mm -hmm. And 
I think it's something that um, you're very, very right about many, many people don't want to take that step back. Uh, they feel as though uh, it's too late, perhaps, mm-hmm. or that they have an opportunity has passed them by, uh, that they don't want to start building something at this age. But I found that um, it really releases you. At the age of 50, you, you really have no, nothing whatever to prove anymore. Um, you've reached a certain level of success in your business or a certain level of success in your life. You've raised your children, perhaps. And so you're finished with something. You know, you brought something into a full circle, and perhaps you want to start something over again. Now, there are going to be people who will tell me uh, when I share with them that I kind of reinvented my life and started a new career, I, I don't want to. I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. I, I want to be finished. I want to be done. I want to relax. And, and that's fine. That's fine. But if there's something else that you've always wanted to do, when I was 16, I went into uh, a, a career counselor. And, and this is probably Dot, something that's very familiar to you. Uh, we went into uh, a, a career counselors at the time, and, and we were you know, put into these different slots. And I said I wanted to be an airline pilot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, Amelia Earhart was one of my early heroines. I mean, here was a, a, a very romantic figure and, you know, beautiful woman in a man's world. And I, I know she disappeared, but I even had in my own mind that she was, I don't know, some queen somewhere in some remote island. But anyway, I, I wanted to be just like her. I wanted to be an airline pilot. So I went into a counselor, and this was in the 60s. And I said, I want to be an airline pilot. And, and he looked at me, and he goes, well, you mean you want to be a, a stewardess? And that's what we called flight attendants back then. And I, you know, I was 16. What do I know? So I said, yeah, that's, that, that's right. I want to be a stewardess. So I went to the United Airlines, um, you know, uh, recruitment center. And they measured me. And I was 5'1". You had to be 5'2". And what I tell people is, throughout your life, you, if you can dream it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. But you can't be taller. So there are limitations. There's limitations of age. There's limitations of experience. There's just, there, you have limitations. But they shouldn't be limiting, and so you should get beyond that. So, of course, at 16, I thought, okay, uh, you know, my life is over. I can't be what I want to be. I thought being a stewardess would be just the ticket because I didn't know that you didn't go from stewardess to pilot. I I guess I figured once you were on the plane, you could get to be a pilot. Well, 40 years later, uh, the heroine of my, my book and my series is, is an airline pilot, and yes, and she's a captain. You. She's not just a pilot. She sits in the left seat, and and she's nearly six feet tall. So if you can dream it, maybe you can write it. I got a phone call from a gentleman. I hope he's listening. Rocky from the Villages, and he retired. You know, he's coaching softball, head coach at Temple. He retired, moved to the Villages, and even though there's so much to do there, and he's doing it, he called me and said, "I miss it." Dot, do you have anything I can get involved with softball? What can I do? How can I help? So when you mentioned how some people want to break, you know, they, they get to 50 or so and they're thinking, I want to break. And next thing you know, they get it. And then they want to get very active. I'm- they want to take the best of what they did. Uh-huh. You know, uh, one of the things I have found when I work part time is I don't have to take a lot of the peripheral and, and less joyful parts of the job. The, the committee meetings or some of the more political things that w- were involved and engaged in, some of, the, some of the jobs that I took to make money, to make a living. And now we want to make a life. So what we do is we take, we take the best of what it was that we were doing before. So I enjoyed marketing. So now I'm marketing my book. 
Uh, I enjoyed writing, and I've always written nonfiction, but I didn't want to write a book on leadership. I, you know, I, I do programs on leadership. I wanted to write something completely different. So that's what he's saying. You know, I'm, I'm missing that that gave me the joy, that gave me the energy, and I'm not missing that that, uh, you know, seemed to become either tedious or l- less important. I love that saying, make more than a living, make a life. Make a life. I love it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I love softball and you. the whole concept uh, of, of ball games like that is a metaphor for life. It ain't over till it's over. You know, there isn't that, that kind of relentless time clock that a lot of sports have. At any time in a game like that, you can win. 